0: Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. 8.35 uh, Central African time and at that time of the morning where we join our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim. But uh, Mufti Sahab, assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And who can that be? E, Mufti? Yeah, Mufti.
1: Wa alaykum assalam wa warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh. Shabbat. Allah and all our listeners, Allah's shukar, you know, Allah's fadal, Allah's bounty upon us, so nice to hear, so good to see that we're online also.
0: Yeah, absolutely, online, and yeah, Yusuf can mute, and you can unmute and mute and mute, you know how to play the game with the mutes, uh, Mufti Saab, you got the hang okay. of it. <laughs> Rather, this question here says, As-salamu Mufti and Shaaf, uh, whilst the U.S. Are listed a few South Africans as terrorists, the police arrested seven wanted Zionists yesterday. Your thoughts, Mufti?
1: Shafat, I think that uh, South Africa is shocked. You know, it wasn't any ordinary uh, uh, Israeli citizens. Uh, these were snipers. These were actual terrorists. Uh, they found more than 19 guns, surveillance equipment. And uh, these were uh, paka-paka hitments, etc., you know, so causing instability in the country. Remember, that not uh, too long ago, they listed us in, a, they listed eight South African companies as terrorist organizations. I would like to know what uh, the view of America would be now uh, regarding these Israelis living in South Africans uh, in South Africa and also wanted by Interpol, etc. Now, this is a complete uh, hypocrisy from the American side. You know, uh, these foreigners, they come into our country and uh, they're committing so much crime and then South Africans get the blame at the end of the day. Our people not even thinking of committing such heinous crimes like what these people are doing, but uh, they're always looking for a loophole for some, someone to blame, and Muslims are the easiest, etc., uh, then Muslims will get the blame. But these are unknown forces, and a third force uh, uh, is behind all of this, so we should be very, very careful. You know, They should be exposed, and I hope the law uh, takes full advantage of this opportunity and punish them severely, inshallah. Gee.
0: And then uh, there's, a uh, you know, uh, a big build-off of American troops on the uh, border between uh, South Africa and uh, Mozambique. And Allahu Alam, what's going to happen, Muftizab? But, you know, Allah has blessed you with so much of knowledge in uh, politics, in uh, in Sharia, and also in uh, many other aspects. Uh, but, you know, if you get into that, you and I will go and do a one-hour <laughs> show. Uh, but uh, let's move on. And I look at the questions coming on the screen. It says, as alaykum. Uh, Dua Mufti is uh, well known. I uh, work in a car uh, dealership. They have asked me to do, uh, to do the application for finance uh, for the customers. Is it okay? Once uh, the finance is approved uh, by the bank, I have uh, to sign a witness on the contracts. Am I uh, uh, not a parry to interest transactions? My boss, who is a Muslim, says he's uh, uh, this, um, uh, his Mufti's advice uh, that uh, we should convince the customers on a fixed rate of interest. Yeah, then uh, is that fine? Saba, did you get the gist of uh, that question? Yes,
1: yes, I have. Uh, uh, I have the gist of it. Shafat, you can only encourage the people towards Islamic finance, uh, towards Islamic finance institutions. That is what you should do as a Muslim salesman uh, selling cars in a car dealership. You cannot assist. You cannot advocate. You cannot promote. You cannot ask them. You cannot convince them. To find alternative uh, finance, which means interest-based, uh, then you'll be assisting directly in some vice and transgression, you know, and then the sin will be upon you also. So what you do, you are selling the cars. The option of finance, if the owner is upon uh, the purchaser, uh, he is supposed to source his own finance. So there's various institutions uh, available. A Muslim or will obviously of. Ob- for Islamic finance, you know. Other people will go for conventional uh, haram, riba-based finance. So you shouldn't support that. You tell them that these are the two options. One is fatwa and taqwa, and that's what Allah wants. And one is, of course, the Western system of having you uh, insulate in usually an interest, and there will be no barakah in that transaction. You have to be a da'i also when you are a salesperson. Never forget the laws of Allah comes first. So that is your duty. Uh, You should tell this to your boss as well that you people are only there to sell cars, they, uh, uh, or the customers, uh, they have the right to choose which finance they want to opt for. G.
0: And, uh, you know, it concerns the brother, he says he also has to arrange insurance. And as you said, uh, uh, I mean, living in Darul Harba, is that not a, a mitigating factor that, you know, he has to work, but, uh, you know, it's part of his job description. Uh, talk to me about that phenomenon, Mufti Sahib. Yes,
1: you see, Shafa, this is where the confusion comes in. People think that we're living in Daru Harb. We're not living in Daru Harb, Daru. We're living in Daru Aman. Daru Aman means a, a place of peace, uh, security. We have peace here. We have security. We have the right uh, to live. Uh, our religion, we have the right uh, to live according as, uh, as Muslims. So this is not Darul Harb. Darul Harb is when we are at war, we as a Muslim, whether minority or majority, when we are at war with other people, we have absolutely no war except the gangsters firing and shooting one another. Here. That is not considered war, you know. So the laws of Darul Harb differs from the laws of uh, Darul Aman. So even in Darul Harb, the laws would be different. So here we have Darul Aman. People should understand it. We have Darul Aman meaning peace. So the laws of interest does not even apply here. We should even even look at loopholes uh, for these type of things. You know, once you start opening the doors and are looking for loopholes, then you, you'll be subverting the Sharia because then tomorrow someone will come and say this is Darul Harb. So my maid can be my slave also. So I can have relations with her because this is, Darul Han. This is how people justify things, uh, because mm. they don't understand the, the technical, the actual technical meanings of the terms that Sharia has used, Shavadji. Yeah. And,
0: uh, you know, the millions and millions of people buying cars on HP and so forth. But that insurance thing on a car, if you don't do your insurance, uh, the deal
1: is an unenvoyable, uh, Mufti Saab. Yes. So, so what people normally do, because sometimes it becomes mandatory from the car dealership. Uh, or sometimes even governments I'm not saying this government but certain governments uh, they make it mandatory so what people do normally because the first one uh, you have to take it out and then they uh, let it lapse after that so the first one just to get the car released they would pay that uh, installments amount and uh, and then after that they would uh, uh, let it lapse you know meaning they won't pay the insurance premiums afterwards. But that is in certain countries, in certain places. Here in South Africa, car insurance is not mandatory. If you have to opt, you can opt for Islamic finance, and then you will be avoiding most of these things because the Islamic Finance Institute, they will purchase the car for you, and they will add their profit to it, and you will repurchase it from them. So that's a completely different Islamic country. contract. I mean, there's so many... Islamic options available today. People should opt for that. Yes, it is a little bit more expensive, but at least you'll have a, a peace of mind and surety that uh, your dealings will most probably be Sharia uh, compliant. G. Hey, it's sounds like a bank
0: there, Mufti. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it goes on to finance. say.
1: Finance. Yes. Shafat, you know, that finance, uh, banking and finance, uh, that was part of our Iftar course. So uh, we have to answer a lot of banking and finance questions. People will be shocked, you know, that uh, we are up to date with all these terminologies. Anything new that comes on the market, we have to study and research it immediately. That's why we know the viable options uh, that is out there that people can opt for. But uh, they're not promoting that because uh, it is not uh, profitable for, for conventional banks. They want you enslaved in a 60 month uh, contract with them where you have to pay a balloon payment even after paying for the car, you have to pay a balloon payment as well, Islamic finance doesn't do all of that. Gee.
0: Mm, Mufti, sir, this question uh, still carries on. It says uh, sometimes uh, the customer does not have the required deposit, so we just inflate the price and uh, show the deposit amount as received by us. Is uh, this okay? Are we uh, lying uh, to the bank to get approved? And it goes on to say, the higher the interest rate we get, the customer to sign at, uh, uh, at uh, we get a higher kickback. Or a commission from the bank. Mufti, everything is very comprehensive. It looks like you have to open your own bank. Call it (laughs) MB, Mufti's Bank. Mufti?
1: Yeah. (laughs) MBS, Mufti, uh, Mufti's Bank and and (laughs) Shafar. You know, so it is not permissible because now you're inflating uh, the, the price of the you can get a higher kickback so which means the interest rate will be higher for the customer so here you're directly supporting and assisting in interest based uh, transactions directly supporting not even indirectly so uh, the, no, number one there will be no baraka number two you are Declaring all oh, what Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why you see so many dealerships, they close afterwards. Why? Because of engaging in interest-based transactions. Initially, you would look like you're making a lot of profit, but Allah will remove and close such a business. Even with regards uh, to, uh, uh, he's saying here that sometimes the customer does not have the required deposit. Uh, so we just inflate the price, yes, that you can do uh, you can work the deposit in in the actual price uh, there's no problem with that you know uh as long as there's mutual agreement between the customer and between uh, the seller the purchaser and the seller prior to signing the documents that because you don't have sufficient deposit, so your deposit will be worked into the capital amount and it will be uh, it will be increased uh, that is one agreement that is not interest based interest based is when you go to the banks and uh, you promote or higher interest repayments so that you can get a higher kickback. That is haram. Gee. Well, you heard it, people?
0: Yeah. Kullu haram. No, you said kullu halal. I'm saying kullu haram. Can I say that, Mufti? Kullu haram, kullu haram. You're right, Rafa. Kullu okay. haram. <laughs> Please uh, comment on the unisex uh, toilet proposal from the department. Hey, the department, hey. I don't know, they need to go
1: back to grade uh, 0, zero, zero, zero Mufti. This is when you have people that are uh, promoting themselves as being educationalists, as academics, which have absolutely no brains at all. Their brains are still brand new wrapped in plastic. It has never, ever been used. You cannot wake up one morning feeling that you are a boy, the next morning feeling that you are a girl. Third morning, you are gender confused. And the fourth morning, you feel you're a frog or a pigeon or a duck. It doesn't work like that. Allah has created you from a a male and a female. And their gender comes from, you know. So uh, this is all promotion of LGBTQPYX. And uh, this is where we are heading. I gave this lecture six months ago. And I found that lecture and I circulated it a couple of days ago on WhatsApp. Uh, I the I people six months ago that this is going to uh, gonna happen, you know. Now, imagine your mother, your sister, your daughter is to use the toilet and next to her is a man. Now, what Islam is there? What modesty is there? This will cause an increase in the rapes. It will cause an increase in sexual harassment. It will cause an increase in so many other violent crimes. And then this is the same government that are speaking about GBV, Gender-based violence. You know, we have to protect our women. But they're opening the doors of fitnan facade for our students, our learners, our females. If we don't take a stance now, don't ever forget that we voted these people into power. We can take them out from power again. There, the public, they are sitting with the true power. We are the decision makers, not them. They are supposed to be the voice of the community and not the uh, the, the, the bosses uh, that can mandate anything that they seem. Uh, uh, uh To fit under their category of the mockery, the mockers. You know that we should never tolerate. G. Ufti,
0: can a late comer take a child out of the staff, or out of the stuff Sorry, whilst the child is already in salah. Hey, you know, Mufti sahab, you find this, uh, you go for jumma salah, and these fathers are looking, you know, very happy and looking so shy, but they got two, three lighties that are three years old, four years old, five years old, and in between the elders, you know the. Uh, the, the adults, they're putting their light is there and they won't make eye contact with you because they know they're doing wrong but they won't look at you but they may, mm, I'm
1: so holy, don't touch me I'm very holy. Talk to us Mufti yes, You see that when Salah is commenced already then it's not permissible for you to remove a child from Salah because you're breaking the Salah of that child just as it is not permissible for someone else to come and remove you after you've started your Salah. That's why Islam system is very very easy you have uh, the males in front and then behind them you have four different rows uh, specified for children. But sometimes when there are gaps and the gaps need to be closed, this is where children will fall in their gaps so that there is no space for shaitan to move in between. That's why we, the imam before starting the salah, he will say suddal al you know, that uh, close the gaps. So uh, when you come late as a late come, it's not permissible for you to remove the child at all. You need to start a new software. And from there, people can build on on that stuff, you know. Yes, prior to Salah, prior to Salah commences, you can request politely and we must have other etiquettes regarding these things. Otherwise, we're going to chase our children away. And when we die tomorrow, there won't be people to read Salah because children will grow up and feel that a Masjid is an evil place. So you need to balance very, very carefully. Then you can politely ask a child and say, please, at this Areas designated for children, and this is your rightful place. Uh, you can uh, reduce your salah from that uh, road G.
0: Zakala for that. Assalamu alaikum. Can a person uh, pay zakah with the intention of uh, zakah and uh, sadaqah joined
1: together? Conjoined twins, uh, Mufti? Yes, conjoined twins. No, you cannot do that. One is a fard and one is a nafal act. So your fard here is zakat money, which you have to pay 2.5% uh, if you have uh, sufficient money. Above the Nisab threshold, uh, which varies sometimes nine, eight thousand seven hundred like that. You, know, you have to look at the gold price. That is wajib upon you. After one lunar year, you have to pay that amount two and a half percent. The other one is something completely voluntarily. So that is called sadaqa, sometimes also used as the word lilla. So that you can give if you have, if you don't have, you don't have to give also. But you cannot join uh, the, uh, use one amount with two intentions. That you cannot do. You can give separate sadaqah and separate zakat. But you cannot give 10,000 red zakat and make two intentions saying that this is my zakat and this is my sadaqah as well. Uh, that is not permissible. You have to give preference for the FART Act, which is uh, your zakat money that needs to be disbursed.
0: Yeah, I'm not talking to you, Minister. Uh, No, 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 no. No, Minister, not to you. I was
1: told, uh, jinn live in toilets also. Is this true, Mufti? Yes, jinn lives in toilets also. Remember that when we were young children, our parents used to beat us. They'd put something on your head, cover your head with your topi, etc. You know, don't go barefoot into the toilet because this is a place where jinn congregate. This is a place where jinn go. Sometimes you'll see children go into the toilet and uh, they're not reading the the du'as uh, duas and they come out and they are affected with sihr and with jadu and with jinn, because this is where jinn sorts of pokes them. That's why when we are entering the toilet, Rasulullah taught us specific to us, that we have to read when entering the toilet and when uh, uh, exiting the toilet, you know. And uh, all these du'as us, it is there, uh, the male and the female jinnat, because they see you, إِنَّهُمْ uh, the Quran says they see you from places where you do not see them. So they perceive you, they see you, they trouble you, they play with you, they do all these things. Only the protection for you is to read your du'as when you enter these places where you have to relieve yourself. Ji. Yeah, people forget the peeping tom. This jinn, hey, he can see you from
0: <laughs> anywhere. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's frightening. Very frightening. Is it, uh, is threading a permissible, Mufti Saab?
1: Threading is permissible if you're going to remove certain uh, strands of hair on your forehead, etc. Uh, you know, sometimes you have wild strands of hair that are growing that you can remove. Uh, threading to shape your eyebrows, especially females, should be very careful. Uh, that is not permissible. You know, that is deception. Uh, you are creating uh, that uh, false uh, uh, eye line, fa- false eyelashes, etc. using threading. So that is one sort of, and one uh, uh, sort of adornment and beautification, uh, which is not permissible to do. Uh, uh, removing certain strains, yes, that you can do. G. Uh,
0: Mufti sahab, can a wife whose husband su- uh, suffers from uh, a split personality apply for marriage annulment?
1: Split personality. You have to see if it's schizophrenia. You have to see if it's bipolar, etc. Yeah, you have to. Uh, but, uh, request uh, the the services and the uh, view of a uh, doctor, a psychiatrist, psychologist, etc. Uh, someone who knows uh, psychosis and mental disease. You have to speak to that doctor to have uh, or to get the understanding if this guy is really a, a person suffering from uh, one of the above mental disorders. Then, if life becomes unbearable for you to such an extent where you fear for your life. Uh, there is no nafaka, etc., he has certain mood swings whereby he will harm you, he will harm and endanger his own children, etc. Then, for your own safety, you may contact one of your local ulama bodies and uh, they will facilitate a marriage annulment, which is also called a fasakh you know. But only if, um, we're not pe- speaking about self-diagnosis. Nowadays, many people became uh, medical doctors on WhatsApp also and on Facebook and uh, they're doing self-diagnosis. No, no, we're speaking about professional uh, opinion from a certified muslim medical practitioner if that doctor certifies or says that uh, this person is suffering from that then you can use that get it in a written form also uh, because when you're going to apply for a fasa you're going to be required uh, to present some sort of evidence as well g
0: I'll send the mufti what to do with the winnings of
1: gambling hey hey, hey bad habit but anyway mufti sir whether the uh, winnings come from lottery, whether the winnings come from any type of gambling, gambling is gambling. Allah has prohibited it strictly in the Quran, that uh, intoxications and gambling, and it is part of the weapons of shaitan. And uh, the worst part of that is that you cannot, uh, uh, you know, uh, your children, uh, Jahannam will come on the day of Qiyamah, and it will say, that Ana bihi mein that I am more entitled to your children than you are. The five jahannam will say this, when you start feeding your children, your offspring, your wife, from a gambling money, it is very difficult to dispose of gambling money because sometimes the winnings are very, very huge and you are being tempted. And this is how Shaitan tempts you. What you can do with gambling money, you should give it away in charity. You cannot ask for reco- uh, a request for dua. You cannot ask uh, in hope for reward also. Uh, you must be very, very careful that fear Allah regarding uh, these type of uh, gambling things, you know, because all will be exposed. Now, if one cent of that uh, haram money enters your halal coffers, imagine what it will do. It will taint your halal earnings. Uh, your salah will be rejected. Your du'as will be rejected. Your a'ma will be rejected. So many bad things happening through haram wealth, you know. Allah protect our ummah out there from uh, from gambling. that uh, Give it away in charity. Speak to your local alim. He will advise you how to do and deal with that type of money, G.
0: Mufti Saab, is there any uh, special reward uh, for reading Salah in uh, Masjid Kuba?
1: Masjid Kuba, mashallah, we were also fortunate to read Salah on uh, Masjid Kuba. In one narration, Rasulullah Sallam used to go on a Saturday and uh, read uh, Salah in uh, Masjid Kuba. It is not too far from uh, Masjid Nabiwino. Uh, you can walk also. It will be like a 25-minute walk. So yes, it is. Uh, the reward of uh, reading two raka'ats in Masjid Kuba is similar to the reward of an accepted Umrah, inshallah. So if you are there and you are performing Umrah, then please do make your way. Many people will be going for Umrah now as well. Make your way, take a taxi, there's Ubers, etc. And go read Salah in a Masjid Kuba. And opposite Masjid Kuba, there's also another small dilapidated Masjid. They fixed it up a little bit now. It is a place where Rasul Sallallahu read Fajr once upon a time about a couple of hundred meters from there, go and visit uh, that place also. It looks exactly like how it looked uh, 1,400 and something years ago. There's no roof on few palm trees and of the olden uh, bricks, you know, you can see that uh, baraka in the place of Medina to
0: Mufti Saab, is it uh, permissible to sue someone for monetary value for the defamation of character?
1: There's no such thing as suing someone for defamation of character for monetary value, you know. That when you go to a Qadi, he will uh, ascertain first at what was defamed of that person and uh, the necessary steps. You will have to apologize or you will have to retract your statement if it's proven that indeed you have uh, defamed that person. This running to secular court, and this is becoming normal uh, where people are suing other people for defamation of character. It's not for defamation of character, they want to, to make millions out of other people's livelihoods. There's no baraka in that Allah will strip them of that wealth. And Allah will strip them of many, many other things. You know, see monkey, see monkey do. We're seeing what is happening in the Western world. This one is suing that one for uh, infringement of name. This one is suing that one for this and for that. All of these things, you know, that when it comes to Sharia, uh, then many uh, or very few people are interested in uh, Sharia rulings, only when it is inheritance. But when it comes to other things, then they forget about Sharia, and then they, they run to a secular cause to get uh, Kufar rulings. Gee. Yeah, when it comes to Paisa. Hey, Hey,
0: Paisa, Paisa,
1: Paisa, then they become chorman instead of chairman.
0: (laughs) Hey, Mufti knows that lingo, eh? Uh, (laughs) Can funds uh, collected for one masjid be
1: used for another masjid, Mufti? No, you cannot do that. If the funds were specified for one particular masjid, then it needs to be used for that particular masjid because it was sourced under that name. Otherwise, it will be deception. You will have to ask permission from the donors, the people who fund it, uh, that masjid project, that if we have surplus money, can you give it to that? Other than that, you have to keep that surplus money and use it for future purposes, for future needs, for future expansions at the current masjid under which name that funds has been solicited, Ji. Ji
0: Mufti sahab, uh, this question says, can a woman in Ida apply Surma or Kajal? I remember one uh, uh, couple that says, Tune Kajal din mein ho gai. Mufti, <laughs> up your comments? Va, 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 va. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, but
1: Hey, you know you're Urdu. You, you're a master. Yes, but it, uh, you know that we were born, uh, when we were born, our home language was Urdu. And And uh, that is our surname. Yes, Urdu, my father spoke Urdu, my mother spoke Urdu. But then when the group areas came, we had to, uh, to keep our land, we had to change our surname to Smut, uh, using a colored surname at that time, just to keep the... The house that we were, you know, so many, many Indian families had to do that. And uh, then uh, for, uh, to, to stay there, we had to attend normal schools, and that's how the language got lost. But during our study years, we have studied Urdu again, so some words are still in our mind. But nevertheless, Kajal, you cannot apply that because that is adornment and beautification. It's not permissible for females to do that while they are under Idda. If Surma are being used for medicinal purposes, and sometimes it can be used for pink eyes, for treatment of certain eye conditions, uh, then under medical uh, supervision, under medical uh, permission from a doctor, then you're only are permitted to use Surma under Idda, gi. I tell you, Mufti, we went into extra time, but it was such a pleasure
0: having you on uh, Sirius FM on uh, Quickfire Q&A. And I can tell you, there's so many addicts. No, 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 not that addict that you think. Addicts <laughs> that love. They addicted to Q, Q uh, Quickfire Q&A that, you know, after the show, even uh, people uh, ask me, please uh, send me the podcast I want to share with my relatives that are all around the world or in my community, and they put it off, uh, on the groups and so forth. And, uh, you know, maybe some of uh, the uh, success stories uh, that you have uh, regarding uh, the, this podcast, uh, Mufti Saba, of uh, Quickfire Q&A, where are some of the requests uh, that you get from?
1: shawad you'll never believe me, pretty to send the Q&A. They say they're the things so much and uh, so it's so beneficial, you know, that uh, they're uh, tremendously benefiting from me and from you together because we're hitting a lot of questions in a short time with all the necessary answers. So as far away from Canada, uh, United Kingdom, uh, Taiwan, Australia, America from Africa, from so many countries in the world. Wallahi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sending people. Everyday people are sending messages. Please add us to the broadcasting list. I don't have a broadcasting list. I send it to each one who's requesting. So many, many people benefiting from uh, from this show. And may Allah continue uh, using me and you together on this and on many, many other platforms where people want to benefit uh, from uh, these uh, Q&A shows. You know, inshallah, Allah Allah put it in our deeds. Our good deeds on the day of g
0: No, absolutely. And yeah, we should congratulate the uh, management and the uh, directors of Sirius FM and not forgetting our Yusuf Asmal, Faisal Asmal, and all those alims that are on board for backing the segment and uh, for making it what it is. Uh, and it's done purely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Yusuf uh, convey our, you know, heartful uh, gratitude to the entire Sidious uh, hierarchy. And I'm not forgetting all the listeners of uh, Sidious FM who also add uh, to uh, this, uh, you know, barakah of the show. Mufti, uh, your parting words this morning?
1: Yes, inshallah. You know, shafar next week I think I'll be in Nigel uh, for Jumaa, if I'm not mistaken. I just have to look at my schedule which is next to Spring's so I make, make an intention to go visit uh, Yusuf. He's been requesting so, so many times, inshallah. If I leave Cape Town sometime next week, I will definitely visit there. Jazakumullah khairan. assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.
0: Wa wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Yusuf, yeah, Mufti will be there. Uh, what are you going to... No, 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 no. We won't talk about what you're going to cook and all. So we'll, leave it. we'll leave it at your discretion. But uh, yes, uh, people... Jazakallah khairah for all the questions that you have sent in. And uh, alhamdulillah, it's a, a beautiful morning in your company. And I must thank uh, Yusuf Asmal for doing a brilliant engineering as usual. Really enjoy his company. I mean, you know what? I, I, you know, I take Yusuf as, as a son. I tell you, that's a relationship I have with him. Very close indeed. I don't know, Yusuf. If I'm gone, you'll miss me, isn't it? And I'm gone to the next world. Hey, you'll read uh Yasin every day for me. I know, I know you'll do that, Yusuf. Well, people, keep it long to see uh locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting, lovely uh, interspersed, and uh don't forget uh, that uh, the spiritual hour coming through uh the Forty Diruds and uh, Mufti A K Hussein, uh the uh, will be giving the translation of the noble Quran. I mean of the quidba, uh that is taking place in the holy lands you know what when mbs comes in front of me i forget my lines Yusuf. yeah the khutbah uh, uh, you'll be giving the translation of the khutbah that will be taking place in the holy lands from the team and i till we meet you again we bid you assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh